following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Hey, Jack, thank you so much, and thank you, everybody, right here on RealRacingUSA.com. It is indeed Dirt World for Wednesday, March 4th, 2009, as always, with my good friend Billy the Kid. I'm Joe Dirt. A pleasure to be on board with you here tonight. Got a big night. Uh, perhaps one of the most recognized names in American motorsports will join us a little bit later, Sammy Swindell. Talk to Tanya Michelle about the opening season at Volusia Speedway Park. Rick Eshelman, the voice of the World of Outlaws Late Models, he is a grandfather, and we'll talk to him tonight as well. Billy, it's good to see you as always, my man. What's going on, man? We're back. We missed last week. We had some technical difficulties, but we got everything up and rolling. And, uh, big week. Uh, you know, Before we get going, I, I want to say that uh, we weren't on the air last week, but uh, I said it on Monday night uh, the racing world lost a, a great guy from the Tampa Bay area last week. Uh, Mr. J.R. Prather passed away, and uh, they had his ceremonies on Sunday, and I'm sorry I didn't get to go. But uh, big big thing at the, over that East Bay area about Mr. Prather, and a uh, uh, great guy to me, a great guy to you. Every time he came around, he was just a great guy at the racetrack, and uh, I just want to say for sure we'll miss him. He was indeed on everybody's mind on Saturday night over at East Bay Raceway Park. Of course, uh, Jason Lundgren uh, wrote about that a little bit, so... Uh, you're, you're, you're exactly right. A big loss to the racing community and the entire Prather family. Just wonderful people, and uh, he will not be uh, uh, missed, or he will not be uh, soon forgotten. Simply, I mean, you're going to see all these Prather golf carts running around East Bay all the time. Well, well you know, the the biggest thing is too, and uh, and like to get uh, maybe like to get Jeff Matthews on the radio with us here in just a little bit. But Matthews swept both divisions there Saturday night. He swept the the, the modifieds and the late models, and uh, uh, Jeff Matthews drove for Mr. Prather for a long time, and uh, that, I know that was a heavy thing for him, and that's one of the reasons why Jeff Matthews missed Ocala, you know, the opening for the United Dirtley Mall Challenge Series on Friday night. He was with the Prather family, and uh, I called Jeff Saturday and told him how much we missed him and wished him the best of luck. And Saturday night I, I talked to him after the race was over at East Bay, and he told me that he won both divisions, and you could, he kind of teared up a little bit so you could tell it was one of them deals. But uh of course, Mr. Prather will be missed as well as most, uh, you know, most everybody that we lose in the racing industry. I was at uh, Lake City, North Florida Speedway, Saturday night, and uh, it kind of got a chill in my bone in my body when uh, the announcer, whoever it may be, announced that it was the first annual Harvey Jones Memorial. Yeah. Um, we lost Harvey during the Dirt Car Nationals, actually. Yeah. Let me uh, let me help. Um, if you don't know anything about dirt racing in the state of Florida, Harvey Jones was one of the best there ever was. Uh, he was probably the Wayne Anderson, or not the Wayne Anderson, but the Dickie Anderson of dirt racing. But uh, Harvey Jones, I used to watch him when I was a kid. Drove a blue number six up at uh, Columbia Motorsports Park, and used to be called Ellisville. And raced up at Jacksonville quite yeah, a bit as well. Raced at Valdosta, and, and uh, Harvey Jones will be missed too. Um, I'm working. Big late model driver. Yeah, huge. I mean, one of the big things I watched him and uh, Dickie Ferry go at it for the longest time, and him and Ferry and uh, Wade Murphy and uh, Steve Moran and all them guys up there. So. Uh, Rance Phillips, and uh, just a big thing, you know, uh, we're talking about losing people, now let's talk about what we got to gain here, bud. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, we want you to be a part of the program here tonight, folks. It's easy to do from your Yahoo Yahoo email. Yahoo. Yeah, I know, man. I am the Yahoo. You are redneck, that's what you are. Dirtworldshow at Yahoo.com. Very simple, folks. Dirtworldshow at Yahoo.com. Perhaps you will have a question or a comment for Sammy Swindell uh, when we talk to him very shortly here tonight, but Dirtworldshow at yahoo.com. Perhaps let us know where you went this weekend, where you're going this upcoming weekend, and uh, what's going on in your world of short track dirt racing. We were scheduled to have Sammy Swindell on right after he won the Chili Bowl. 
Uh, we were shocking the world with this deal, and Swindale was in California and couldn't make it with us. But uh, to get him now, it's it's people are like, well, the Chili Bowl is over. Hey, listen, man, this guy had a great run at Volusia, and he finished second last week in Las Vegas. Yeah, third so, fast for the weekend and fit, uh, finished second only to Donnie Schott. He's so, back on top of his game. He is, man. Somewhat of a resurgence in his career, and I'll save a lot of that for the actual interview with him. But uh, uh, does his talking behind the wheel, there's no doubt. He's out, out in California right now, so we'll get him here in a minute. One thing I want to say is I know we have a lot of different listeners from tonight that we do on Monday, but if you want to hear an awesome interview, uh, get on the realracingusa.com, scroll down where it says, or get on where it says our shows. Uh, trackside tonight, yeah, we man. had Morgan Shepard on Monday night, and uh, he changed my outlook of Morgan Shepard. Definitely. Uh, Definitely. Morgan Shepard, of course. Uh, this is asphalt racing, but this oh, is a dirt right. show. But all right. If you get a chance to listen to this. It, it's not only changed my outlook on Morgan Shepard, but I've found a, a new respect for Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, Carl Edwards, and all of the drivers that have contributed to the Racing for Jesus ministry. Right. And it's unbelievable. And uh, you listen to that program, folks. It's Trackside Tonight. It's archived, obviously, on realracingusa.com right here where you're listening tonight. So check it out. It's well worth it. Hey, be ready. Oh, yeah, It's be a ready. tearjerker. It is. Be, it is. But, you, know, you know, to be honest, I mean, I know I sit around and I, we go to these races and we watch these races. And you may watch a bush race on our nationwide race on Saturday. Sometimes I ask myself, what is Morgan Shepard doing? Why is he there? Well, you know what? I'll never ask myself that it. again because this guy just loves the race and, it, and and how he feels about it, he explains it in this here interview and it makes you get a whole different look of it. And, and the reason that he's doing it, it's not right. to get out there and gain any monetary. Right. Uh, any he don't kind care of, if he wins. Not at all. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, he just wants to make the races to, to show people. And there are so many people in the, in, the, in the NASCAR world that are helping him make this possible and they're unsung. These are people that you don't hear about. I had no idea the involvement of some of these drivers had with Morgan, and that's the way they want it. It's not about their own gain. It's about helping the Racing for Jesus ministry, man. So uh, we need unbelievable. To do, we need to do something different, though. We have to switch nights, me and you. Because from, I noticed, from Wednesdays or Mondays? Yeah, yeah from Wednesday. Because I noticed on Monday they had Mark Whitener and Tyler Ivey on the Monday night show, and we this is a dirt show. You're right. We are the flagship, we now, like to think, right, now, Jack? Come on, man. Now we missed it. And, we can't have either one of them. Hey, hey, guys, I'll tell you, you blew them away with the, the Morgan Shepard thing. We put that on the front page of Karnak. That Did was you really? That was spectacular, man. That Morgan nice. Shepard interview right, was man. unbelievable, good, man. Good good deal. Good deal. But I see where you're coming from, Billy. I mean, it's, it's what happens when you're involved in a multimedia situation. We're very pleased to be on board with, with Real Racing. It's a wonderful vehicle to put our program on the air. Involved, of course, uh, for the last year now. And, of course, it's available on iTunes. So very excited there. However... I talked to you, Mark White on Monday. You feel slighted, don't you, Bill? I talked to Mark White on Monday. I said, call in sick. Yeah, right. I called Tyler Ivey and said, hey, man, you really want to save that for Wednesday. <laughs> call in sick. <laughs> Whitener said, said, well, call me up on Wednesday and we'll talk again. I yeah. said, no, do you old news on Wednesday. Yeah. See what we're doing behind your back, Jack? Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, uh, an unbelievable weekend for, for Mark Whitener and for Tyler oh, yeah. Ivey. Mark Whitener won the United Dirt Lane Mall Challenge Series opening race Friday night at Ocala Speedway. 30 late models on hand. We were down on late model count, but a lot of guys don't have their stuff ready. Um, then Saturday for the Harvey Jones Memorial, put it on them again. I mean, re- same thing. Tyler Ivey runs second, and uh, same thing happened Friday night. You know, and a really great weekend for both of them guys. And, you know, the Tallahassee Terror in- impressed me real quick, impressed me during the Dirt Car Nationals. Yeah. The actual A-mains that he was able to make, and what an accomplishment out there. And uh, he was unreal. And, and like I said in an interview to him during one of those nights, I said, Tyler, you have proved – 
to everyone here that you deserve to be amongst the best late model talent in the country. And uh, he agreed, obviously, but he did an amazing job. Coming in the next three weeks, Tyler Robbie Diecast. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Nice. Now, you, you'll be able to duplicate the, the, the day glow green right and to the orange team. and everything. Right to the team. Nice. Nice. Crowder Motorsports. Yeah, it'd be nice. be a nice deal. I uh, I think uh, Tyler Ivey, like you said, uh, he, he's always been an impressive young man. He had a great dirt car nationals, and I know we haven't been on since then, but one time we had two big block racers on with us. But uh, Tyler Ivey was, uh, was really good for dirt car nationals, and I think that's a, a side of things to come. I talked to him on Monday. He, uh, I think he's going to be at Volusia Speedway. Going to be at Volusia Speedway Park this week. Good deal. Good Blue deal. Speedway. Hey, let's talk about Ocala. You talk about thirty late models. You say you're down. Good Lord, Billy. Thirty is a very impressive car count for a season opener. Talk about the uh, event itself. Everything for the most part kind of dialed in for 2009. Uh, the positives and the negatives. Hey, we're ready to go. I mean, it, you, you know, like uh, like I told a couple people, you have a couple wrinkles and you get your iron out and you iron them out for the next race and. You live and you learn. You know, you, you you look at some of the mistakes that might have been made, and and you move on from them. And that's what we'll do. We, you know, maybe a couple of things that that uh, wouldn't go back and change. You can't change nothing. I wouldn't change anything. You just tweak a couple of things. But the thirty late models, we we really we were pleased with thirty late models. We're not trying to be greedy here, but we were loose to the, But you could count ten guys on your hand that didn't go because their cars aren't ready or something else went wrong. And I think you'll see a different change March 28th at Brunswick. I think you'll still see around the 50 car mark there for 10,000 to win. I think that'll be uh, that'll be where you see them uh, come out for. Good deal, good deal. For the most part, uh, the track was prepared, obviously. Uh, we did nicely as always. We did something that we haven't done on dirt except for for the winter for the winter nationals at Ocala Speedway. We let them qualify. It worked out perfect. We uh, kept them rolling, kept them going. I thought the track was a little moist. For the for the qualifications, but uh, they got through it. Uh, we did them in groups. You know the way they drew they, the groups they ran were, were their heat races, and heat race number six was stacked. You know, or you know, heat race number four was or six was stacked, or oh, whatever yeah. it was. So you, um, it, the, the racetrack got better, but then again, you qualified in groups, so it didn't hurt you if Joe Lineberger went out first and I went out last, and and I became the fast qualifier. It didn't hurt anything because we were in different groups, but. You know, as far as the racing, I thought the racing was 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 great. I thought the the racetrack was good. I thought uh, the crowd was tremendous. Um, also, uh, Karnak recognized uh, the promoter of the year, and uh, Mike and Angie got that on Friday night, which I thought was well deserving. And uh, and it's just a sign of things that are going on at Ocala Speedway. Good deal, good deal. All is well. Your next event, of course, uh, Golden Isles. You talked about uh, Frankie Lloyd's place up in Brunswick. Georgia, and that is in two weeks. It's actually March 27th and 28th. Is at the end of the month. Uh, we have a 10,000 to win show. It'll be Friday night and Saturday night show, so it'll be something pretty neat. And I think it'll be great. I think the 10,000 win, I've talked to a lot of local guys that said they're going to make that one for sure, That you know, guys that didn't have their stuff ready for, for Ocala. But, uh, you know, to be honest, you're at the end of February. You're starting racing again. We just ended. You know, don't get wrong, and some racetracks race year-round, so some guys don't get a chance to get their stuff. Uh, I know Josh Peacock was involved in an accident at the Crate Nationals at, at East Bay the week before and didn't get his car back together. And I know Sean Smith didn't have his car done, but, you know, uh, John Kellum, who was going, who's going to points race with us, he had a problem with his motor toter on that Saturday. Brandon Cameron didn't get his car done from Brunswick, I mean, from Screvin the week before with the Ray Miller deal. But, you know, that, you're going to have that. When you start racing week in and week out for 3,000 win and 
it, it takes a toll on you, especially if you don't get a break. I want to talk to you about Hendry County Motorsports Park as well uh, when we uh, delve into the program a little bit longer. Sammy Swindell is next right here. We're going to step back just for a moment here on Dirt World. We'll be right back with Sammy Swindell. And it is time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt and Billy the Kid. Thank you, Jack. Welcome back to Dirt World for Wednesday, March 4th, 2009, right here on your home for dirt racing, realracingusa.com. With Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. And as promised, on the line with us right now, perhaps one of the most recognizable names in American motorsports, driving the number 10, the Honey Run Quilters, Tom Rolf trucking effort here in 2009. Ladies and gentlemen, with us on Dirt World, it's Sammy Swindell. Sammy, thanks for spending a few minutes with us, man. Well, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Sammy, somewhat of a resurgence in your career here. Of course, uh, uh, you've been going strong since, of course, the late 60s, and now, of course, your son Kevin, uh, all of the accomplishments uh, on the horizon for him and all of the uh, the great stuff he's doing in motorsports. But, man, watching you throughout the 2009 Dirt Car Nationals at Volusia, uh, this is the Sammy Swindell that people certainly have grown to uh, love and respect, man. you you, you got to be feeling good here in 2009. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. We've had some decent runs here to start off, and uh, you know we just keep gaining on a little bit at a time. Absolutely, Sammy. Uh, we we contacted you uh, just before the Dirt Car Nationals. You were spending some time out in California. That's where you are tonight. Uh, of course, coming out of Germantown, Tennessee. What are you doing out west, Miss? So much, man. Take us through it. Uh, well, that's where uh, Tom Roth is. He's out here in Chico, and gotcha. Uh, we're out here, you know, getting the stuff together to get back to my shop, to put it together to go to Florida. We didn't have too much time, and then with the the break in there, it kind of it's kind of got us a little bit behind. So uh, uh, we we were out here around Watsonville this weekend, right? And uh, that, that got canceled, but with the race here at Chico next weekend, so we'll be here for that and then Tulare. So, so we're planning on being out here for three or four weeks. Good deal. Good deal. Sammy, a great run uh, last week, of course, at Las Vegas, uh, third fast on the weekend, ran runner-up only to Donnie Schatz, man. Uh, I mean, it's just a wonderful run out there at Las Vegas. Uh, take the listeners through that weekend, if you could, a little bit. Yeah, well, it was. It started out pretty good. I mean, we were, we were like one of the fastest, uh, I think the fastest car there in practice, and uh, wound up being third quick. Uh, I'm missing it just a little bit, but uh, made it through a heat and uh, was able to get a good draw to start on the start second the feature and and um, you know after four or five laps we uh, passed the Lansky and kind of took off and uh, had a pretty good run there going but uh, uh, had a yellow there and wound up catching a lap car and uh, I thought he was going one way and I kind of went. The other way, and he wound up going the same way. So uh wound up get, kind of getting trapped and let Donnie get by and uh, never really got an opportunity to get back by him. But we kind of ran together the rest of the race, uh, second half there, and they said we had, you know, quite a ways. I mean, we, they said just the two of us kind of ran away. So uh, we got back home after Florida, uh, looked at some things and uh, made a few changes, had a little time to fine-tune some stuff and, Learned a few things that um, that worked for us and didn't work in Florida, and we come out to Vegas, put it together, and almost pulled the win off. So, uh, you know, as we as we kind of get this together, 
and um, at first we were just building, just trying to get stuff together, just to, just to get to the track. And so now we're we're still building on a little bit, but it's not not such that uh, we've had a little time to to start doing some fine tuning and and touching up some things, having some time to you know really look at what we're doing and 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 uh, just just get the things the way I want them. And uh, you know it was pretty good there in Florida. I mean wasn't bad there and it was real good at vegas so uh, i think we're gonna be looking pretty good here you're pretty close to knocking one down here is what you're trying to say i mean i thought when you were <laughs> in florida you ran pretty tough then and uh you know like we talked about it kind of re- you know you seem like you're a little rigid but you know what i wanted to talk about was the chili bowl i mean that's a i mean you must have had thing you was awesome from the get-go there you won opening night there every time you sit in the race car you won there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, no. Well, that was just another. You know, it, uh, uh, we've run the same spike cars, you know, for quite a few years, and uh, right. got a pretty good idea what what's going on. We just kind of I had a little time to uh, put a good whole good package of everything. You know, we had a great car and great motors and everything else around it. So. Uh, uh, Got some guys that've been working with me the last couple of years, and uh, uh, it, it just all came together. You know, it's just uh, we had a little time to finesse and fine tune on that. And uh, you know, when we hit the track, I, after I made that first lap, I, I knew that we had something special. So, will you run the full World of Outlaw schedule and run for the championship, or no? Is that your no, plan? We, Is that your plan? Well, no, we can't really do that because we're not. We're not prepared to do that. Don't really have the equipment and the resources to do that right now. But, you know, something could change. But uh, right now we're planning on running through all, all the races through April. So you could just pick and choose and play the spoiler. Yeah, man. Well, that's uh, what we're <laughs> looking at instead of, you know, trying to run some of the bigger races, you know, more in June and July and August. And okay. uh, we, we may take a break through May there and run just a few weeks. Uh, that thing runs uh, like it ran in the winter. They're in trouble in the summer. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Sammy, yep. you know, the, the Swindell name synonymous with successful uh, sprint car and well-held short track racing throughout the country over many, many years. And now, of course, the natural progression of your son, Kevin, uh, seems to be doing very well. Look at that schedule. And, of course, uh, he's committed to some USAC midget races. How instrumental are you in Kevin's program? So many fathers in motorsports really try to kind of, uh, you know, really help their sons out. You've got your own deal here to, to make events. Talk about the how you guys work together and how much input you have on Kevin's program. Well, we've uh, done quite a bit in the past. You know, the, the sprint car they ran there uh, three or four years ago, that was my car, and uh, right. then he got involved with another team and spent a year there, and... Um, and last year, we didn't have anything going on. Uh, they they'd made some promises there at uh, on the stock car side, and then they didn't really follow through with that. So right, kind of right, right. stuck. We, we we put a little program together there and ran uh, Cruz Pedregon's midgets and oh nice, per, pretty much won everything that uh, that he finished there on the dirt. And uh, then I got hooked up with Tom Roth out here, ran a few races there late in the year, and then Kevin ran the non-wing car up at Calistoga there and won one day and won both days at Phoenix. And, 
you had a third there at Paris. So, and then we followed it back up there with a second there again in Phoenix. So, we're just going to run it a few times, probably. You know, I don't, I don't know when we're going to run it again now. But, uh, uh, you know, other than that, I, I, I don't know really what Kevin's going to do. I know that uh, Keith Coon to talk to him. He, he'd run his midget out here, right? These three weekends, and they're maybe talking about running some more. So. Uh, but not real sure what where he's going to go really right now. So, uh, gotcha. Sammy, you you talked about his stock car opportunity and some some broken promises, so to speak. Uh, let's go back 18 years ago to the Daytona 500 in 1991. You were driving that Grosso number 20 car. Uh, this was uh, perhaps uh, uh, something that was on the verge. Uh, was that something that you were looking at 18 years ago to perhaps kind of go full time? Talk about how that deal came together and what happened uh, at Daytona with the Moroso number 20. Yeah, well, I mean, it was you know something I was trying to do. I mean, uh, when I drove for Raymond Beetle back in the 80s, uh, right. you know, he, he kind of made some promise about running some races, but uh, we wound up only running a couple times in the, in the Bush car and uh, uh, just didn't really fall through there. But... Uh, you know, I just got really, really the way that came about with the Moroso car was through Dick, uh, Dick Bergeron. Uh, he, he, oh, really? He had talked to me about it and uh, called the guys. I was a friend of his run at then, Clyde Booth, and uh, they had me come down there, and they were testing, you know, trying some different people, and, and I wound up being, uh, I guess, the fastest, the one they liked the most. So uh, we got to come back and run run at Daytona, um, and things were looking pretty good. I mean, we, we, we go out and practice in the top, we were in the top 10, but, uh, uh, the guy that was doing the motors, he was a little, hadn't done the restrictor stuff before. And when we go to qualify, I guess, lean it down. I guess that didn't exactly work with the, uh, restrictor plate motors. So we were always, seemed like we kind of fell off when we qualified, uh, the first day and, and, um, uh, you know, we came back practice again. Was right back, right back up there, fifth or sixth quick, and uh, um, kind of did the same thing the second day there. But uh, uh, finally, finally they figured out what they were doing wrong. But uh, about that time, uh, there was another guy came in with the uh, with some money, so he wound up taking that car, and they gave me a short track car to run at Daytona. So wow, wow. Uh, it's. <laughs> Amazing. Just the way, it, way it's kind of been, you, you know, you get something. You know, I, I spent about a month down there with a couple of my guys, and we pretty because they didn't really have a lot of people there, and we kind of got all the cars ready, and and uh, then he promised me a ride at uh, Richmond, and and uh, went out there and there through the one practice, and then the guy that brought the money at Daytona, uh, he wound up taking it again. So I uh, just decided that uh, you know. I needed to be the one to control the money, or I didn't sure. have much say over where my future was. So I hear you. Uh, it kind of—I've I've been through the IndyCar every bit of it. It's always oh. been about about the guy comes in with money, you get something that looks pretty good. Well, somebody comes along that'll buy it. That's sad, ain't it? That's uh, it's just been tough. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. You know, you you talked about uh, not really running the full season or the full schedule with the World of Outlaws, but you said there's if, if something happened and 
there could be a possibility that that may that, that may go down. But if there's one race this year that you could knock down or you want to knock down, which one is it? Uh, probably the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, just because it's been such a while, and it uh, seems like I don't really have the best luck there, but uh, we've had some strong runs, and uh, it's got a good purse, and it, if you were going to win one, that'd be the one to win. <laughs> right. Yeah. right now, the car you have and the team that you have, and from what we've seen so far, I think you would uh, you would definitely you definitely have a great chance of that. But you know, a lot. I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't have an earthly idea how many times you won the Chili Bowl yeah, until I started reading. Yeah. Here I'm thinking. Yeah. You know, you won it what five times, or is it three times? Five times, and I mean, uh, there probably could have been another five. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, if you look through there, there's there's seconds and thirds thrown yeah. in there a lot. And uh, uh, just like the first year I was leading it, and uh, the first year they had it, and uh, they just had truck tires, you know, kind of marking the ends and wound up some guys got together and knocked one right out in front of me, and I, I couldn't get around it, and it wouldn't push it out of the way. So <laughs> uh, it was one where... You know, I thought maybe I should have got my spot back, but uh, I had to go to the back, and I think we still come up there with about six or seven laps to go and run eight or so. But there's been a lot of times where we run good and uh, could have won, but, but didn't quite pull it off. Sammy, talk about the state of the world of outlaw sprint cars right now. Now, we saw them, of course, for uh, three nights, three nights in, in February look just as strong as ever. Obviously, there's some great talent there. There's some veterans out there, but uh, uh, they still seem to be the best game in town for 410 sprint car racing in the country. Would you agree? Yeah, well, it's, you know, the 410 stuff's kind of getting a little over the country, you know, for local stuff. It's uh, uh, There's not too many places where they run those on a weekly basis. So, right. Um, it, it, it's kind of tough that it's, um, you know, kind of went that way. But, uh, you know, I think it's still, you know, as far as sprint car racing, it's the best series out there. Um, you know, it's got the the best best teams, you know, the best people out there running the cars. So, um, you know, if you want to see the best, you have to go to one of those. But, uh, if you want to beat the best, uh, you got to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, a, it, it's the toughest deal going, and there's a lot of there's a lot of strong teams. Um, you know, it's just it, it's a lot of hard work just to just to come in and run with these guys, let alone beat them. So um, uh, it's 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 a big challenge, you know. Or as far as sprint car racing, it's the biggest challenge for me. I mean, we could go run some other series or or you know, some, something else with the sprint cars, and it, uh, I mean, I could win more races, but uh, uh, the challenge isn't you know as much as it would be in the World Outlaws. Exactly. Well, Sammy Swindell, our, our Yahoo is down here, and we take questions and, of course, uh, comments from many of our listeners via uh, Yahoo email, and the entire system appears to be down for for a moment. It says, but. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I, I know we got several people that had some questions for you. Your time, very, very important, and I just want to say this has certainly been our pleasure to be able to spend a few minutes with you tonight and, and talk about uh, the upcoming opportunities 
your great performance thus far here in 2009. But uh, Sammy, you are up there in our list of guests of uh, some of some of the biggest names we've had on Dirt World. We thank you, man. All right. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure. We'll see you at the races. Okay. Sammy Swindell, my friend, does his talking behind the wheel of that number 10 car. He's done it here to begin 2009. We can go down the list about his accomplishments. Unbelievable uh, race car driver, of course, uh, born in Germantown, Tennessee, back in 1955, and the guy's still going to He's uh, Sammy Swindell is one of the greatest sprint car racers, uh, one of my heroes when I was a kid. Uh, used to love to watch him wheel that channel lock car, too, around the racetrack. And, oh, yeah. You know, Sammy Swindell is he's 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 back rolling again here and uh, you you watch we watched him at Volusia that white number ten car and he and he had a great Dirt Car Nationals is what I like to say and now to see the results where he finished second last week in Las Vegas and to hear him say he's not gonna run the whole series is probably good for a few guys. Um because they ain't gotta contend with him every week <laughs> or every race. But to to listen to him now and he talked, you know, last year we had the Knoxville National winner. You know, Joe, we could very well talk to him again. This guy is this easily. guy's ready to rock and roll. Here. Oh, easily. And, you know, the, the interesting thing to me is, you know, he talks about how, unfortunately, the entire sport is generated by money from the cup level all the way down to the local oh, level. We saw that with McCready. We, we really did. How, you're exactly right. That was a manifested itself in Timmy's deal. However, Sammy Swindell, who would not want to put their – their life savings behind this guy. Here's a guy that is just, I mean, his, his accomplishments are absolutely incredible. If I'm a corporation, certainly if I have a product that is uh, marketed in motorsports, man, I'm going to get by. If I have a choice of anybody to get behind, it's going to be Sammy Swindell. Well, the point I'm making is it's very interesting to me that they almost seem as if they're struggling to an extent to be able to make programs. That's the reason he can't commit to the entire schedule. Well, I, I agree with that. It's, it's, like you said, I think it falls back to, to, to finances. But, you know, no matter what, he's going to win races. He's going to knock down races. I, even though it might, you might look back and say it may be tough because Donnie Schatz is on a roll and Donnie Schatz, Donnie Schatz has a good car. But there's going to be that one night where Schatz doesn't have a good car and somebody else is going to win. We saw it at Dirt Car National. So, you know, Joey Saldano won one night that Schatz didn't. But you're going to see that happen at different places. There are going to come places where shots may not be as good. And, and, and who else to say that Sammy Swindell is not going to knock down one, two, maybe three, maybe five. He may be in the double digit and wins for us over. Very possible. But the whole situation falls back to the Swindell family. We haven't heard the last of Kevin Swindell. No, not at all. Just I the could, beginning there, I could promise you that. At 19 years and old. Somebody's going to pick this kid up, and he's going to get a ride, and when he does, He's going to open some eyes. This yeah. kid's a good race car There's driver. No doubt about and, it. And, and, and the apple don't fall far from the tree here. He learned from, let's face it, when you used to watch uh, World of Outlaw racing or sprint car racing, it was about Kinzer and Swindale. That's right. Swindale and Kinzer. Kinzer. That's right. Think about it for a second. There was no Donnie Shot. Not at all. You know, and another thing. There was to, no another one and on with it, driver. It, it, to be honest with you, another one that we see is rejuvenated this year is Stevie Smith. Most definitely. I was very happy to see, and I'd like to push to get Stevie Smith on the show we in the next couple of weeks. But, you know, just sitting here, fill me in when we – and this is in no particular order, but fill me in when I miss somebody. We've had – these are just sprint car drivers. Terry McCarl, Danny Lasowski, Donnie Schatz, now Sammy Swindell. Tim Schaefer was with us at Ocala. Craig Delansky, Steve Kinzer. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's just sprint car drivers. Jason Myers called me. Yeah. The day after the Ocala show, I said, 
sorry I missed it. So we'll have him on pretty soon. Sure. Look sure. at the list of talents that we've had on here, and, and, and you sit back and you say, wow, just to listen to them talk about the yep. things that are going on. These are, these are racers that most people are intimidated by. But to listen to them talk, yeah, man. Yeah. they're just, you know. You and I, yeah. behind the wheel of a sprint car. Yeah. Listen to Sammy. No, they carry their nuts around you know, a wheelbarrow. You know, That's one of their biggest deals. You know, the worst okay. part about it, right Sammy now. Swindell would have probably talked till 830. Yeah, he would have. Huh? I ain't kidding you. <laughs> and, 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 and the biggest thing is, is you know, <clears throat> you know, you know, my granddad once told me, God rest my granddad, so you know what he told me? Sometimes, Billy, you're sitting around and you have some old-timers or somebody that means some, something to you in this world. They start talking. You just listen. That's right. That's and, right. And, and it's the same thing with Kenzer or anybody you can sit there and they could get going. You just—we did it Monday night with Morgan Shepherd. Yeah. I didn't say one word. I just sat there and listened. And that's what it's about. You—you're you, listening. That's right. It's like they're teaching that's a, you. That's something. a hard trait to learn. Too, it is. It's just—it's like listening to Jack Smith. You listen because <laughs> you never—you never, you know, right you never know that. when you're learning that's something. Right. It's like Don Deron. I mean, I mean, say what you will. Ah, whatever. You know. I mean, come on. Oh wait, that—I can't use a not Don Deron reference on Dirt World. Yeah, either way. Don will appreciate it. Brent Cars. Uh, What'd you say, Jack? I said Don will appreciate it. I hope so. I know he, he listens. He's not listening. Oh, yeah. He's glued to his computer. I went, by, I went by their racetrack Saturday on the way to North Florida, and they was having open practice from 5 to 9. I hope they had more car show than what was there when I was there. It was quarter to 5. They had six cars. Kind of me and Harvey Fink was there. Oh, no. You know, he's talking about the old days when Here's it was the worst dirt. part about that. Harvey will tear that son of a bitch up and he'll put dirt on <laughs> you it. You can't cuss. We're on there. We're on the air. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, Billy. Billy, I was going to – I just mentioned to Joe uh, during the break, uh, what about that kid, uh, uh, Christian uh, Augsburger? Yeah, I was going to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> okay. uh, he, he, I was, uh, he was actually in the in the heat race with all the talent and all the – and not saying the kid don't have talent, but that's like, like you guys were standing in the tower talking about throwing him to the wolves. His dad actually sent me an email thanking me for helping him on the race receiver a little bit. And, 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 and he's a great kid, man. Just meeting that kid at Ocala. I met him down at uh, Henry County earlier in the year. He's a great kid with a lot of ambition, and he's going to win races. It may not be soon, but it ain't going to be later either. Yeah, he's you know? a good kid. Yeah, he's a great – that's a great family they got going on there. I mean, that's – you know, I'm glad to see he, he was there, and he, and he got his feet wet, and he did a great job, you know. I, his dad said, if he gets in the way, park him. I wasn't going to park him. I was going to let him get out the way with the Moorover flag, move up out the way, and let him get his heat race in. That's fine with me. I ain't going to park him. And who were the guys in that race with him? Now, that you had, uh, was Ivan and Lloyd in that one? Ivan was in the race. Uh, man, I can't remember, but it was a big field. I, we counted like 80 victories or more than that just amongst the top four guys that was in that heat race. Sugar, I think Sugar was in there. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't remember Johnny Collins maybe. Um, it was it was I mean there was seven of them, and he it was six unbelievable racers and one youngster. That's what I said. So, but he done a great job, man. Everybody did a good job Friday night. The the show went well. Um, Jack Smith, the place was packed, man. Yeah, here's you know, nothing here's, else to say about here's that. Here's who who was in this heat. Now picture this, Joe. This is this this young man's uh, first first, time, heat race. first heat race ever in the dirt late models. Wow. He he's facing Keith Nosbich, Johnny Collins, Ivan at Lloyd, Adam Beatenbaugh, Dusty Cone, John Rankin, and Rich Pratt. Wow, talk about being thrown to the wolves, man. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what they said in the tower.
some more authority to the Wolves, son. Wow. Good for him, though. I mean, yeah. what better way to do it? He did good. He did good. He only got lapped one time. He Not did bad. good. Hey, the World of Outlaws uh, next event is the Mini Gold Cup at Silver Dollar Speedway. That's coming up. Of course, that is March 13th and 14th. And, of course, that's where Sammy Swindell will try to make that show. Silver Dollar Speedway in Chico, California for the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars. Yeah, just, on, Sammy. just before we came on the air, Joe, I was on the phone with Kirk Shaw from Dirthead.com. And he's got uh, a couple new things on his website he wanted people to take a look at. I know during the Dirt Car Nationals we did a promo that was uh, all you had to do was mention Volusia Spirit Park at the promo code, and you got 10% off. He said if you, instead of mentioning Volusia Spirit Park now, just mention Dirt World, and you'll still get the 10% off because I Good think deal. the other promo code was gone. But, uh, Good deal. He, was, he called us. We're going to have – we're actually going to have him and his dad on it in the next couple of weeks. We're going to have Larry Shaw himself. Wow. You want to talk about putting putting a name down on the list. Larry Shaw, my yeah. man. How awesome is that? Yeah, that's, it's going to be neat. Uh, it's going to be a neat thing. So. Good deal. Hey, when we come back, as long as, yeah. we don't, long as we, as long as Jack and I don't get them on Monday, we'll be fine. <laughs> we got to keep our, we got to keep. Hey, I had not, just called you and said, well, I think we ought to push. We're going to get Tyler, Ivy, and Whitener. I go yeah. and look, and now they got it posted. It's, it's like a, it's like they got us bugged, Joe. Yeah, it's a common production term. It's called preempted. Yeah, and we're being preempted. Yeah. <laughs> Thought we were the dirt show, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> got to be quick, Joe. It's, it's right. got to be quick. Hey, when we come back, a young lady that is certainly quick on her feet out of Volusia Speedway Park, TM the GM, Tanya Moschel from Volusia, when we return on Dirt World. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte, and it takes a latte time to make. A whole lot of latte. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk foamer take over. Step aside. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. Yeah. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop, Coffee Bud Light Beer, at Isaac Bush, Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Locomotive Johnny Collins. You listen to Billy the Kid and Joe Dirt on Dirt World. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the brake man. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. 
The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to call The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Pour. What do you do with a master's degree in art history? You get a nose ring and pour coffee for a living. Pour it on now. Why is it called a latte? Maybe because it costs a latte, and it takes a latte time to make. Someone ordered a cappuccino? Step aside. Let the man who works the milk farmer take over. Sure, you charge five bucks for a cup of coffee. It's putting that tip jar out that takes real guts. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, guru of the ground roast. It's not the caffeine that gives us the buzz. It's you. Mr. Fancy Coffee Shop Coffee Bud Light Beer at Isaac Bush, Fort Collins, Colorado. This is Locomotive, Johnny. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Billy. All right, we're back here at Dirt World. Joe Dirt, Billy Kidd, take it away, man. Uh, welcome back to Dirt World. I am Billy the Kid, along my, alongside my good friend Joe Dirt, and on the air with us right now, Saturday night's modified winner and late model winner at East Bay Raceway Park, Jeff Matthews. What are you doing, man? Man, we're out eating some sushi tonight here in Brandon. Billy, what are you up to? Well, I ain't at Tommy's Barbecue in Ocala, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing a show, man. We thought we'd give you a call and talk about your big night Saturday night. And, uh, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about Mr. Prather a little bit, and I know he was on your mind Saturday night. So t- take us through Saturday night a little bit. Yeah, man, we were uh, we were racing, you know, racing with a heavy heart out there. He was, he was a real good friend of ours, and and we we lost him, uh, so we was uh, dedicating the races that we won Saturday night today. Man, that's that's awesome. I know that uh, early in your career, you drove for him and. We were talking about in the beginning of the show what a great guy he was, and uh, man, he's going to be truly. Amazing. Yeah, man, he was. He was. He was. He was an all-around guy. He, he was a guy that you know would give you the shirt off of his back, if it, you know, if that's what it took. But he, he's going to be greatly missed, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, the the the, the thing I think the best thing about it is he's in heaven at the big racetrack now. Yeah, that's what we say. He's going to race in a better place. You know, Saturday night they had a, a great field of late models, you know, and, and I know that uh, you get around that place pretty good, but take us through it some. I mean, I know it's not your first win there, and we know it won't be your last, but it had to be special to win on this particular time, and especially opening night as well. It shows that you're on top of your game already before the season starts. Yeah, I think we had a little bit of an advantage on those guys. You know, we ran the Winter Nationals, and, you know, we ran all those nights at Ocala and Volusia, and we, we've been racing pretty much, you know, right on through and these guys had them a little break but uh you know we, we, 
we get around there pretty good, but, you know, can't take that away from Jack Nosbitch. He, he started on the pole, and he was pretty much long gone, but, you know, we, we made a little different choice in tires to be dead, and, and it, he, he got worse, and we got better. So, we, you know, we got him there at the end, but, you know, can't take none away from him. He's a good racer. Talking about Ocala Speedway, you are the 2008 Ocala Speedway Modified Champion. Will you defend your title this year? Will you run Ocala for points this year in the Modified? Yeah, we're gonna try it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna, we'll be there Friday night, and uh, we're, we're, we we intend to. You know, we have all plans to run there, you know, all year, but see what see how it goes. Right. We was talking. I talked to you a little bit uh, Friday, and uh, just so you know, we did miss you Friday night at Ocala with your late mall. There was a bunch of late malls that weren't there, but uh, I know we'll see you soon with your late mall. Like, I'm sure we'll probably see you at Brunswick for the ten thousand win. Is that a yay or nay? Yeah, we're we're planning on going to that deal. <laughs> Uh, you know, we, we were we were going to come Friday night. But, you know, we had all the stuff going on with Mr. Prather, and we were just, you know, trying to get our, get our heads screwed on straight. And uh, we had to do a lot of, you know, preparation for, you know, the services and stuff for that. So we decided to stay home Friday. Okay. So, Jeff, talk about some of the people that help you with, with your race team. I, I can't say your race car because you have multiple race cars, but talk about some of the sponsors that help you and some of the things that help you, help you get to the track every week. Yeah, you know, we, we got, you know, of course, you know, our company is Nighthawk Going Repossession. So we got a real good friend of ours, you know, he, he's an also he's also a racer. Jimmy Walter with Superior Plus Plumbing. Uh, we got, you know, Jerry Farmer Auto Sales on board. He's been you know, he's been a big help this year. He's helped us out with, with tires and fuel and things that thing. You know, without those guys it's tough, you know. Especially you know, we have got five or six race cars and trying to race all those different race cars it's it's tough, you know, without having a little help. Hey, Jeff, it's Joe Dirtman. Good to hear from you. Can you take a minute and just tell us about your involvement with Mr. Prather and how the relationship began and, and just to kind of take the listeners through some of the relationship and, and how it developed with you and Mr. Prather? Well, uh, no, no. about five or six years ago, we started driving. His son was right out right and he wanted to uh, uh you know, try to come and try to the sun a little bit. You know, as it got better, we went back to driving our own stuff. But, you know, he was a real nice guy, and he he gave it his all and gave us pretty much anything we wanted, you know, when it come down to the race car. And, uh, you know, he, he was just a good guy. There was no doubt about it. Yeah, he was a he's a great guy, and he's going to be well he missed. And, uh, you know, Jeff, I, I, I you ran good at, at Ocala for the Winter Nationals, um Kenny Wallace was he was more worried about you than he was anybody else, and uh, you had a pretty good dirt car nationals. You done good at at, at uh, East Bay Raceway Park during their winter nationals, and then to pick up the two wins last Saturday, you're on a roll, man. And we want to say that uh, we appreciate you taking a few minutes in between your sushi eating to spend a little time with us. Tonight, Jeff, so. you you don't strike me as a sushi man. Yeah, man, we do it every Wednesday night. Matter of fact, you know we're here with all the guys that we you know we just we were talking about on the race car, Jimmy Walter from Superior Plumbing, and. Jerry Farmer from Jerry Farm Auto Sales and all of us guys would come out every Wednesday night and it's a sushi night for the guys. Nice. See, nice. Anytime we want to talk to just different people, we'll just call Jeff, let him pass the phone around that's the table. It, that's it. <laughs> there you go. Jeff, I know you've got Nighthawk going in, in, in auditions. you got to be pretty darn busy there uh, in this economy, aren't you? Yeah, we you know we've been we've you know we've been doing it for about 15 years, but yes, it's it's a it's 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 real busy. But you know I've, what we've noticed here in the last you know month or so is it they've slowed down a little bit. You know you got a lot of a lot of banks trying to work with customers because they're just overwhelmed with repossessions on hand. So you know they're they're kind of slacking up a little bit now. 
But, you know, yeah, we've, we've stayed pretty steady, though, at it for, you know, the past 15 years. What happens here is, is when you're leading a race and somebody passes you, say, Krause passes you, and then you pass him back. If I was an announcer, I'd say, Matthews just reposed the lead. No, more. You know, I, I pride myself on making up nicknames. Yeah. I want Jeff, to... Jeff needs one. All right. Well, it's let's... let's hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, here he comes. It's final notice. Yes, Matthews. Yeah, final notice. <laughs> final notice. Jeff, what a pleasure to have you on Dirt World Short Notice, man. Thanks. All right, buddy. Thank you, guys. You have... all right, Enjoy all right. your sushi, and I'll see you at Tommy's Barbecue early Friday. <laughs> all right, buddy. See you. All right, bye-bye. Me and Jeff uh, hung out a little bit at the Winter Nationals. Uh, he was at Ocala Speedway and uh, found himself. They, the, one of the crew guys went home and took the pickup truck. And uh, Jeff had a, a migraine, had something going on, a migraine headache or whatever. And we ended up in my truck heading to go get some uh, goodies or something, you know, to help him. And it's it's amazing just sitting there talking to Jeff some of the things that he's done and the way he's been racing and some of the things he's accomplished in racing. He's really an all-around great guy. and We had a lot of things in common, uh, me and Jeff, and after we got to talking. But uh, Jeff is one of the great guys in the auto racing from the East Bay area. Most definitely. Jack Tanya's called me twice while we were on the air. I think she's ready now. She can't blow off an appearance on Dirt World. So when we come back, Tanya Moschel with Volusia Speedway Park. We'll be right back. Ain't it time to go? Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. No matter what, get out and see some dirt racing. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. Yeah, dirt on your dog. Absolutely. With Billy the Kid, my name is Joe Dirt. Dirt World on RealRacingUSA.com. It's time to get back to the action with Joe Dirt, Billy the Kid. This is Dirt World. Thanks, Jack, and thank you, everybody listening on RealRacingUSA.com. Dirt World for Wednesday, March 4th. 2009 with my good friend Billy the Kid. I am Joe Dirt, and as promised, 
just a great program thus far tonight. Finally wrangled her up. She was probably out there on a tractor. TM, the GM from Volusia Speedway Park, Tanya Moshell. Tanya, how are you, young lady? Wonderful. How are you? We are good, and we are excited about this upcoming weekend. Now, of course, the tradition of AMA sanctioned racing has taken place over the last couple of days out of Volusia. Motorcycles, uh, the two-wheel style racing out of Volusia to complement Bike Week 2009. That's gone pretty well for you. Absolutely. It has gone well. I tell you what, they had a tremendous event on the half mile yesterday um, and again came back on our short track, our karting track today, and put on another good show, and we've had some fun with it. It's been very exciting, and we already have plans in the work for 2010 and what we can do to make our Bike Week events bigger next year. So we're jazzed. Excellent. Tanya, you are just so creative over the uh, past season that we've all worked so close with you, and it's just really been a pleasure. But the creativity that, that, that comes from you is unbelievable. You talked about a, an email that you sent this afternoon when I talked to you. And, uh, man, I was able to read it. And the Volusia Speedway Park stimulus package for the family is amazing. So uh, I, I just want to compliment you on your creativity. It, it, it's what keeps us going out there. Well, I can't take full credit. That, that came through from one of my counterparts in New York. He, he shot some ideas through an email yesterday, and I said, Oh, I'm sorry, Jack. I'm stealing this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if it's in New York, I mean, there's plenty of land in between. We can do that. Absolutely. We can both share the same stuff. So, uh, But it was too beautiful an idea. And, and we really do have that stimulus package to get you out of all the funk that's going on with life right now. I mean, right. we offer the best value for family entertainment anywhere. Sure. Absolutely anywhere. You can bring... You can bring a family out here, bring the kids, have a great time, bring a $50 bill, and maybe not, and maybe take change home. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's very realistic. There's no doubt about it. Tanya, without backtracking too much, obviously the uh, Dirt Car Nationals, the 2009 uh, event, was so successful, and it was such a pleasure to be involved with that. But now we look towards the regular season. I don't want to call it a grind because it's certainly not a grind. I get excited each and every Saturday afternoon that I'm on my way out there, still get butterflies. That lets me know that I still have the passion to be a part of that. However, uh, talking about your creativity, we're going to kick this one off with six divisions, and then throughout the regular season, just all kind of fun stuff sprinkled in there uh, for, for the family, the racers, the spectators, and everybody. Well, we sure do, and I have things posted on the schedule already. Obviously, the, the Barberville Wiener Nationals are back in August again. Cannot wait. Uh, we had a great success with that event last year, and I am looking forward to Concy races for this event this year. I just think we're going to be huge. Um, there's a couple other things that aren't on the schedule that I'm trying to work in. I'd like to do a couple more things for the kids. Um, I'm looking at a nostalgia night with vintage cars and quote-unquote vintage racers coming out and doing some things with us. Uh, there's There's a lot of fun things we can continue to do, and... And uh, the biggest thing is, um, and we learned this during Speed Weeks, Billy, Joe, you both experienced this. We had tremendous racing. We had the, some of the best racing ever. But the fans in the stands got to take home a little extra fun, too, and we're going to build off of that. And, and one of my big keys is I really want our fans to be able to connect with our racers, and we're going to make that happen. That'd be cool. Yeah. So, oh. how bad are we going to miss Billy? Come on, Billy. Get off. I'm going to miss Billy terribly. I know, man. Terribly. You guys ain't going to miss me. Yes, we are. Yes, 
talking, Billy. Listen, he's off this week. I'll be there Saturday. Yeah, he's going to be there. You know what he's going to do, Tony? I thought you had a series race this weekend, babe. No, no, no. The series, race, series race got canceled. Right on. No Clay. <laughs> right on. No Clay at Henry County. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I'm okay. off for the next three weeks. He's going to be up in the in the grandstands, and he's going to try to pick us apart like we do other tracks, but he's not going to have any room at all. Right, Tanya? No, not at all. No, Billy Billy will be here to support us and offer his advice and and help the new person in his role to be as successful as he was. Uh huh. Billy's been practicing. (laughs) Billy's been practicing. This is Billy walking up down the grandstand. Popcorn! Get your popcorn! (laughs) Peanuts! Hot roasting peanuts! I got me one of them trays. I went down to the Pepsi Mine, place. I love you, babe. And I got me one of them, or Coca-Cola. I went down to Coca-Cola. I got one of them trays that you carry around your neck. Yeah. Ice cold Coke! Right on. I got me a little tennis ball that I cut. That way I can throw it out. They can put the money inside and throw it back. Yeah. That way I ain't got to yeah. walk across there. I got it ready, dude. <laughs> I'm doing it for tips. Nice. This is beautiful. I'm going to wear leather because it's bike week. Nice. <laughs> no, no, a tank top. Oh, I know. Show a little booby. That ought to get him. Good Lord. Oh, uh, this is good. He, he said he's wearing leather because it's bike week. Now, it is bike week. And, it, of course, Saturday night, the final fling. And then, of course, it wraps up on Sunday. You know, not out of the question to, to get a bunch of bikers out there in the grandstands. Oh, honey, I'm working it. I'm working yeah. it. I sent Very a gentleman on the road today to shake hands and kiss babies all down Main Street and the Iron Horse and whatever. He called me a little while ago. He said, do you realize you sent me the Iron Horse? I said, I knew absolutely what I was doing when I sent you. He That's said, where you got to go. Yeah. He said, okay, but I may not see you for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> I said, do your job. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We've got six divisions of uh, some great racing. All kicks off when the grandstands open Show up in your Iron Horse shirt. You should come up with something like show up in your Iron Horse shirt or your Boot Hill shirt and get a free beer. Damn, I know that's a concept. Might have to work on that a little bit. Yeah, either way. Hey, don't get the way. Don't get away free, because I can walk up and down the steps going, Bud Light! Cold Bud Light! <laughs> you ought to see his face when he's doing this. Tanya, that's the worst part. It's beautiful. It's priceless. But 32 I degrees, know. 26 degrees, whatever it is. 22 degrees. 22 degrees. We have beer too cold to hold. Yeah, we do. Yeah, there you go. Is that right, Bill? But Listen, at any rate. We're, we're excited. The Let's talk about our racing. And yeah. defending champions coming back, and we do start points Saturday night. And, I mean, I can't be more excited for this season, and I know the economy being what it is, and, and there's questions about car counts and who will be here and whatever. And I am just real excited with what I'm hearing coming to Volusia. This is a regular show, correct? This is a regular show. Okay. Six divisions. Six divisions. We have our late models, modified sportsmen, street stock, four-cylinder challengers, and the new thunder stocks. Excited about those cars right there. I think you'll see. Uh, I think you'll see a great car count because I know a lot of guys are edging a race. And last week, everybody I talked to pretty much was asking me about it, and I told them yeah, it was next Saturday was open the night. Uh, just a couple guys said they couldn't go because they'd be on bikes. Uh, Right. I know I talked to Tyler Ivey on Monday. He's, he planned on making it. I think one thing um, for sure is they all want to race. Absolutely. You know, they don't care. As long as they ain't got to go there and get a hotel room, they don't care. They can Most of them can go home. So I think you'll see I think you'll see a, a great car count. I think a lot of them are eager to get back at it and, and get things going and rolling. So 
I think and, the, the and there's going to be there's going to be a couple interesting new changes that'll greet them okay. when they're here, and that I think they're going to be very very appreciative of. I had some news today, and in, in one aspect that has me super excited for the season, and and I think you both know that I I've made a couple adjustments in our track preparation, and right. that is also a, a very positive note for us this year. So. Um, a couple areas where we were challenged in a little week last year, I think I've addressed, and I'm very confident about coming into the season. I think I think everything will be fine. I think uh, one thing for sure about about Volusia Speedway Park is Volusia Speedway Park has the most loyal racers in the state. Absolutely. Uh, no matter what else is going on around the state, they always they always support Volusia, and I think that's the, the biggest thing. You know, because you talk to the racers. When you win a feature race at Volusia Sway Park, it's like winning the Daytona 500 to most of them. So, and I think that's why, even when they're like with us or with anybody's not having a show, either whether it be Ray Miller, United Dirt Late Models, I think that's why you see Volusia Sway Park have the most late models in the state because guys want to come there. And let's face it, you can go there, and most everybody's going to race you clean, and you get through the night without tearing your stuff up, and that's what yeah. it's about. Well, that's yeah. it. Um, we've not done anything with our purses. Our purses are exactly the same as last year. Uh, uh, we and and you know we we don't mess with that. Right. You know uh, they can come here confident and knowing that what they raced is, for last yeah, week yeah. they're going to race for this week and, and it's the same all the way through. Absolutely, yeah. it doesn't Tanya, change. Well, one thing I've noticed over the past couple of seasons, well, the past well since I've, my tenure at Volusia, is the rules packages for different divisions. How they seem to change. The rule book says this. The website says that. Can you talk about? And I don't need you to talk about each respective division, but is there a little more continuity with the, some of the technical issues out there for this season? We didn't make a lot of dramatic changes. Sportsman rules remained exactly the same. Late model rules are right where we were at last year. Um, obviously, last year we blended in the 362s and incorporated those into our late model program. There's, I mean, just a couple things. Uh, I, have to, I have a note to myself. I want to check my weight breaks, make sure I'm where I'm supposed to be because we're working very closely with Ocala Speedway and, and the United, United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series and making sure that we're on par with them with our late model rules. Um, we are a little different on tires simply because of my UMP sanctioning. I um, offer here, you know, the late model 20s, 30s, and 40s, which are an excellent racing tire, but we are open with the 21s and 55s because we know that's what they're racing on, you know, through series and other tracks. Uh, those rules virtually did not change at all from where we were at the end of last season. Sportsman's the same. Street stock, we incorporated a couple changes. There was a tire rule change and uh, roller rockers, uh, a couple things that we allowed. But by and large, with the with those two exceptions, those rules stayed the same. Thunderstocks are obviously a new slash old division for us. That's our old hobby stock division yeah, for yeah, all intents and purposes. And uh, those rules, uh, again, uh, directly on par with Ocala Speedway we will be working very hard to preserve the integrity of that division so that it does not outgrow itself as it has in the past. Sure. Um, pure stocks, no changes. The four-cylinder challengers, you know, no changes sure. there. And um, the modifieds obviously run under the UMP rules. And, I mean, even the UMP website still showing the 2008 rules. So. Okay. Uh, no, I mean, if nothing else, you take a very proactive approach to this, and it sounds like, 
you are well on top of each division and, and what's required to maybe uh, some slight adjustments here and there. But I, all in all, I, I think uh, I think the outlook is good. Well, and the, and the biggest thing was going into the economic times that we're going into, this does not call for dramatic changes right now. Right. It, I agree with that. It, they can't afford them. I don't want to cost my racers any more than it already cost them to race. And God bless them for pulling together everything that they pull together right now to put a car on the track. Yeah, right. any car, right down to the four-cylinders. Absolutely. I, I often say they've got a lot of money. I don't care who it is. There's a lot of what I work, too. And that yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that helps things when they don't got to say, man, i got to build a whole new car. And I, and I think that's one of the great things about it. Yep. And and so keeping, you know, we just got to keep things in perspective right now. And, and rumors fly about possible changes for 2010. It's like, guys, yeah. we haven't even started 2009. Yeah. Let's. See how things fare through this season, and then we'll take a look at 2010, kids. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, and and go from there. But right now, um, I just want to be very respectful of everything these guys are trying to go through to put a car on the track. And and the flip side of that is fans come out and support these guys. You know, let's show them that we do really love what they're racing. I mean, I said it on one of the forums here last week. Uh, Dirt Car Nationals was great. And, yes, the Outlaws are awesome to watch. It's a great thing. But, by and large, we love our weekly racers. And let's show them that support. I think you'll see. I think your crowd will be, I think your crowd will be okay. If I, I think if you can pull some out of Daytona, which might be the toughest part for you, but I still think you they, you still see a good fan base with local. And I think the local fans are ready for racing again. And let's face it, the weather should be nice. It's supposed to be oh, we're supposed to have a beautiful yeah. weekend for racing. You know, you know, Tanya and her little weather voodoo seems to come around <laughs> when she just needs it the most. So, yeah, we're chilly right now, but by Saturday we are going to have a beautiful day for racing. Volusia Speedway Park is only 15 miles west of I-95 on State Road 40 in Barberville, or if you're coming from Ocala or that area, just five miles east of State Road 17 on State Road 40 in Barberville. More information, of course, on VolusiaSpeedwayPark.com. Uh, the website's just ex- extensive information filled with all the info, of course. Uh, and we have park. a new thing on our website. What? Have I, you visited that know. lately? It's been a while. I'm sorry. No. Guys, everyone, everyone needs to check this out. You can sign go. up for race status alerts. Oh, I did see that. You know how, how Tanya, like, drills the forums all yeah. day on Saturday, letting oh, folks yeah. know our weather status and we're racing and, yeah, yeah. and the sun's shining and this is all good? You can sign up, and this is absolutely free, and you can even sign up to have these come to your cell phone. Oh, Nice. To find out if Volusia Speedway Park is indeed on or off for tonight. Excellent, and that's yeah. always a big, big thing. People calling from, say, they're driving thirty, forty miles, and you know they they want to know. You know what's awesome about that is some people call, or some people that drive from a long way, they'll call before they go. But if you're an hour away, you, it could rain in ten minutes. Oh, absolutely. And if you're driving in the car and it goes off on your cell phone, it's like I, when I was coming back from uh, from Brunswick last year. I'm coming down Jacksonville. And and that's when uh, you, we were having sprint cars at Volusia. You guys were having sprint cars, and they had called and said they got rained out. I passed one of the racers and made them pull off at the next exit and saved them a trip and told them it got rained out. So if you can get it on your cell phone, which is what, what you can have here, that's going to work out awesome, man. Oh, you bet. You bet. Right. And, and, and Then they uh, can't cuss you when they get there. Why didn't you call me? Well, and, you know, I always say call, call before you haul, but you're absolutely right. right. Florida weather can change in a heartbeat. Okay. 
and and we do our best and and I am 100% committed to getting our race program in if there's any way possible. Yep. You know, but there are those occasions where we just absolutely can't do anything about it. Right. Tanya, yeah. you're you're amazing. Keep on keeping on out there. What a pleasure to have you on board and uh well, it's a pleasure to have you with us, Joe. We are very blessed to have the best announcer in the state of Florida and beyond. Oh, and, stop. and Billy. You heard her, Bill. I'm listening. Billy, oh, Billy, you will be sorely missed, and you know that, and and you are welcome to sell popcorn and peanuts and soda here at any time. But you got to hey, pay to get hey, in. Hey, why can't I stand at the bathroom and say you want some sterilizer from your hands? Honey. I could do that, too. Hey, I could cover all them jobs out there. You know, that's one thing one thing I will say, I will miss Volusia Square Park and it's not out of the word out of the works that in a couple of years, you know, it might come back and hell you never know, might be cleaning the grandstands or something. But you know, I just wanna say I thank you guys for everything you give me out there and I'll see you through this year. I I'll probably see you Saturday. No, we're gonna see you and and Billy, honestly, I support you in your endeavors too because you you have great talents that that very well should be um, developed and, and taken to levels that are just not available to you here at the moment, you know, and and I wish you tremendous success with everything you're doing. Appreciate that. Excellent. Tanya Moschelle, always a pleasure to have you be a part of Dirt World. Pop some popcorn, because Billy the Kid's on the way. Right on. <laughs> thank you, guys. Tanya, right, you thank you. Sleep. We'll see you Saturday. All right. Mike. All right. Hey, here's what it says on the website. Staff and racers at Volusia Speedway Park are set to bail you out of your winter doldrums on Saturday, March 7th, when the 2009 weekly racing season kicks off. Saturday's exciting lineup is guaranteed to stimulate your entire family, including late models, modified sportsman street stocks, four-cylinder challengers, and new for 2009, the Thunder Stocks. Wait, I'm not done. Wait, wait, what? The, I got to know what time I got to be there. What time I should I start, should I, do I start selling popcorn? Five o'clock, grandstands open. Okay, let's get it about six or seven. The rest of this. Here we go. Um, Volusia Speedway season promises billions of moments of spine-tingling thrills, wild racing, mouth-watering hamburgers, fabulous fries, beer that's almost too cold to hug, and uh, a new candy stand just for the kids. Add some games and fries. commercial. And you have a take-home stimulus that the family will realize benefits from for weeks. Good is this stuff, a free Rachel. commercial? Damn right it is. Hey, want to take a moment and thank Sammy Swindell for being a part of the program tonight. Tanya Michelle, Jeff Matthews. Jeff Matthews, final notice joining us here tonight, taking time out of his sushi. Wanted to talk to Rick Eshelman, but uh, not going to happen here tonight. But we want to congratulate him, of course, on uh, the birth of his new granddaughter. Rick Eshelman, that's right, is a grandpa today. Good luck to you this weekend. Thank you, sir. I know your season kicks off. Yep. Good luck to Jeff Miracle, who's uh, going to... Uh, take over the race directing job and uh, i told jeff on the this afternoon on the phone that anytime he needs me give me a call and i hope the best i can but i'll be out there saturday night find deal. something to do someplace to hide or something but hey and most importantly thank you to, to you jack smith for putting this program on the, the air hell with jack smith. <laughs> we, we need to get back in the they uh, had mark whitener monday the hell with and, and the hell with jack smith. <laughs> huh we we got to get back in the groove of things, and tonight was a great way to do it. Thanks, everybody. For Billy the Kid, I'm Joe Dirt. Get some dirt on your face. Get some dirt on your dog. So long. Good night. There's a road that runs before me, twisted in a turn. Miles of open highway, ridges that we burn. Rowdy reputation. Learning lessons of the heart 
revelation. I found a place to 